0: Hello and welcome to Aunt Mary from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors.
1: Now for our story. It was after supper. On the front porch, Aunt Mary Lane and Lefty Larkin, sitting side by side in the swing, were basking in that comfortable end-of-the-day feeling. The chores were all done. The remaining hours until bedtime were theirs, to enjoy as they saw fit. Mary Lane and her old friend were looking out across the lawn. Aunt Mary's niece, Peggy, and Nicholas Dorn get into a car and drive off. Lefty smiled a little to himself. He was thinking how pretty Peggy looked when she left with the young man. How proud he was of the girl he knows to be his own daughter. Sometimes, Lefty thought, he should stop thinking of Peggy as his child. Sometimes he became frightened that he would let it slip out some day. Reveal the facts that he has kept so carefully to himself since he first found the Lane Farm and Peggy over fifteen years ago. When the sound of the car died away in the distance, Lefty turned and said,
2: Aunt Mary, where did you say they were going? To the movie. I heard it wasn't a very good show this week.
3: Well, it seems that one of the short subjects is something Nicholas wrote.
2: Oh <laughs> that explains it.
3: When do you think you'll be going back to Hollywood? I haven't heard you say, Lefty. Evidently, there's still a lot of work and research to be done here for that documentary film. Uh, that
2: very...
3: How do you think Peggy feels about
2: Doran? Well, they're the best of friends. That's obvious. Mm-hmm.
3: You know, I kind of like that young man. <laughs> I think he must know that by now, from the way you act around him. The good thing Peggy just looks on him as a friend. Otherwise, you'd scare the poor boy off. Oh, don't be silly. What a silly. I don't know when I've seen your show with so much enthusiasm. Well, maybe so, because it's such a relief to have somebody
2: around who's got something to him.
3: Mm-hmm. Nicholas is a very interesting man, all right. There's no question about that. But he has some very peculiar ideas on the subject of women. And of love. Oh,
2: so does any man just after he's been given some rough treatment by a woman. Doesn't mean a thing
3: (laughs) The voice of experience
2: Maybe (laughs) Anyway, Peggy seems a lot happier these days That's all I care about Say, what's this about Jesse Ward? Who? I meant to ask you, Peggy said something about it Then Nicholas arrived and I didn't have a chance to say anything Peggy told me she was here this afternoon Mm Mm-hmm Do you think Ben Calvert had her come out here to snoop? Oh, no, Leslie, I don't think so well, it's not so ridiculous as it sounds. You know, Ben, and Peggy said Jesse asked her a lot of questions about Bill Mead, it sounds to me as if she was just snooping around. No, Lefty, no, I don't think so. Mm, well, what is it, Ben? What did she talk to you about? She must have had some reason. I can't tell you, Lefty. Ah. Oh. Sorry, Aunt Mary, I didn't realize it was none of my business. Oh,
3: Lefty, I didn't mean that. Jesse told me something she shouldn't have. The only reason I can figure for her doing it is a cruel, vindictive one. How do you mean she
2: told you something she shouldn't?
3: Just that. It was something she should have kept to herself. And I did not repeat it, Leslie. Not even to you. I only wish Jesse hadn't told me. Hmm. Sounds serious. It is. It's a very unhappy thing. But as for her asking Peggy some personal questions about Bill, well, I, I don't know about that. I think it must have been mainly curiosity on Jessie's part. I know she implied to me that she'd always been sympathetic toward Bill and Peggy. But I don't think Jesse is very fond of Kit.
2: Well, maybe so, but she's been the secretary. Not only that... Lefty,
3: she... please. Let's not talk about it. Jesse's coming here as she did really distressed me.
2: Okay. Lord, I'll be glad when all this mix-up is buried in the dim, forgotten past. What mix-up? All that's happened in these past few months between Bill and Peggy and that Calvert bunch. Meade and Calvert. Those are two names I'd just as soon never hear again. But there's one thing that's certain. Bill's a dead issue as far as Peggy's concerned. Don't you think so? Mm. I don't know as I'd say that. You don't mean to say you think he's going to have the nerve to try anything again or that Peggy has one iota of belief in him.
3: I don't know about that either. In fact, I have a feeling that the problem is a long way from being solved. You do? Why? What makes you think that? I I can't explain it to you, Lefty.
2: Oh, well. It's just intuition on your part. <laughs> I must say, I certainly don't share it.
1: Aunt Mary could have told Lefty it was more than intuition. She was thinking of Jetsie Ward's visit. What the woman had told her. Now Aunt Mary knew that Kit Mead was going to have a baby. Now she understood why Kit had gone to California. Why she might never want anyone to know she'd had a child. No wonder Bill Mead had been unable to explain to Peggy why he wasn't going through with his plans for getting a divorce. And in California tonight, in the house she'd rented at the beach, Kit Mead lay stretched out on the couch in the living room, looking out at the ocean. The room is in darkness, except for a narrow path of light made by the moon. Paul Cromwell, who has come in through the kitchen, stands watching her a moment, unnoticed. It's a good thing.
0: (gasps) Oh, Paul, for heaven's sake, don't do that.
1: Oh, I'm sorry,
4: kid. I didn't mean to frighten you.
0: I can't stand people creeping up on me.
4: Well, when I realized you hadn't heard me come in, I didn't know what to do. Cough discreetly, or... You're getting jumpy, aren't you?
0: No, I'm not. It's just that I feel wretched. I know. Sorry. Save your sorrow for your own sins. <laughs> All right, my dear. I thought you were going into town with Lisa to the movies.
4: Change my man. Had Max driver in.
0: She's certainly disgustingly healthy, full of bounce and pep.
4: Yes, having a baby seems to breathe with Lisa.
0: And don't forget, you've come into a life again, darling. Oh, why do you sound so sore about it? Well, no, I'm not feeling very amiable towards Mrs. Penner at the moment. If you must know, Paul. What's she done? Nothing. That's just the trouble. She's just too, too happy and too, too well-behaved. She's so grateful to me for letting her stay here. She thinks I'm greatly responsible for bringing the two of you together again. In short, life is just too utterly wonderful for her and... Well, it's a little hard to take. And in my situation, I'm hardly in the humor to make happy plans about my baby when I know that any plans I might make could well come to nothing.
4: I understand that, darling. Look, Kit, if you'd rather, I'll move Lisa someplace else. She doesn't have to stay here.
0: Oh, no, don't do that. I'd go crazy if I were in this house alone. Well,
4: I'm only two doors away.
0: I know. I really like having you here, Paul. I, I guess it's just that... For... Well, I guess I have the jitters.
4: I know only too well that Lisa can be trying at times. She's such a well-meaning little thing,
0: but... That's no way to talk about your future wife.
4: Now, wait a minute. I haven't decided anything yet, Kip.
0: Oh, I thought you had. I thought you were going to help Lisa get a divorce, but you had decided it would be a very nice thing for you to settle down. I know. I know, but I... I'm sure Lisa believes that's what you have in mind.
4: Mm Mm-hmm. Maybe it's just as well that she continues to think so.
0: Oh. Then you're getting cold,
4: feet. Well, Kip, if you weren't here, it might be different. I know you're out of reach. But still in all, that prospect of living the rest of my days with Lisa...
0: Well, there's the child?
4: Yes. Children don't mean so much to me, though. Maybe I could...
0: Maybe I could of begin backing up gracefully. No, I wouldn't do that if I were you, Paul. Not just yet. After all, it isn't long now.
4: Yes, but after that, what?
0: Of course, actually, since you feel as you do about children... And for Lisa's own good. If she gave up her child legally for adoption... Oh, that's an
1: insane idea. I should never do that.
4: You know how she feels about having this baby, Lisa.
0: Yes. And I know how she feels about you.
4: That doesn't follow.
0: Oh, yes, it does. In a way.
4: Anyway, Lisa would never willingly give up that child.
0: I'm not at all sure about that, Pa. I'm not at
1: all sure. I wonder why you say that, Kit. And I wonder if Paul Cromwell is very wise to accept so eagerly and unquestioningly your suggestions and your offers of help.